how important that is for people's mental health and the ability just to be in a space where they could expand, mm. slow down, soft, soften, breathe, and just you know decompress after such a stressful and like highly, highly intense day. Mm. Um, I have beautiful experiences where you know people be open, you know, will be opening and crying and be able to express emotion with me as well. And yeah. you know, for me, that just made everything everything worthwhile um mm. first four week swing mm-hmm. on barrow island um okay. i was so exhausted and like so so exhausted from doing four weeks and just refused to rest yeah. <clears throat> and i was um down southwest australia mountain biking and following someone really closely on a pathway yeah and they stopped and veered off before taking a jump and i didn't have time i hesitated oh. And I didn't have time to pull out of the jump, so I hit a jump that I don't remember anything. I just completely concussed myself and came through in the hospital. Welcome to this week's episode of Fit for FIFO. This week we've got Sally, who has uh, over seven years' experience working as a yoga instructor, a cleaner, and also a trades assistant. So um, thanks for coming on the show, Sally. No problems. Firstly, uh, before we start, I just wanted to share with you that we can, you can find us on um, YouTube, Facebook, uh, and Instagram, and very soon we'll be live across all um, audio podcast platforms, so keep an eye out for that. Uh, secondly, a uh, massive shout out to all the lads and ladies um, participating in uh, Movember this month to raise awareness um, and cash for men's health, uh, prostate and t- testicular cancer. Um, and also suicide prevention. Uh, and yes, and actually chicks can um, participate. Did you actually know? I think I might have. I actually <laughs> had no clue. Do they have to be Greek or Italian to participate? <laughs> 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 well, actually that's how I, I found out. A, a, um, a, one of our followers messaged me. Yeah. And her and her husband are doing, um, they're doing Movember, but their way of participating is they're doing um, 60 kilometres in the pool over the whole month. So um, that's, I think it's pretty cool, that, like you know, making um, it available for girls to do as well. Yeah. Um, and and I think vice versa, like you know, some of the breast cancer and stuff. I think it's great for like guys to be able to be a part of it as well. Yeah, it's very inclusive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, the girl was um, Caitlin Mitchell actually. So yeah, thanks for reaching out, Caitlin. Um, and yeah, so. Oh yeah, so so then I was well, that actually got me thinking about um, the like the talk of it around these different um, organisations and charities and like especially on the job site. And I've noticed um, on job sites like a lot of some people won't participate or are uninterested um, because they don't feel strongly about um, how much of their cash raised um, for the like during the event um, actually goes to the cause. Um, so I actually did a little bit of research because this actually interested me and I wanted to know how much cash goes to the cause. So I actually got onto um, November's website and they've got, um, they're very transparent in um, delivering all this information. And so 72% um, actually goes to men's health programs. That's what they donate from money raised, which um, I think that's, to me, it sounds like, like a lot for any sort of business or, or anything yeah. like that. Um, and 16.5% goes to fundraising costs, which is, I suppose, expenses, which is any part, part of any business. So yeah. you sort of expect, I suppose, expect some sort of um, amount of money. Um, 14.9% is classified as retained funds, which I, well, I sort of thought about what, what's retained funds, and I'm assuming it's something to do with risk management, yeah. which is like, you know, your top business. Your insurance might, I think I worked out my car insurance is pretty much like 5% of value so yeah. that makes sense to me um, and then finally um, 6.3% they've got down as administration costs which I think is something that is part of every, everything every in life business. isn't it yeah yeah so um, but how do you what do you think about these sort of like um, dry July and um, November and like raising awareness doing mm-hmm. these different um, I've got mixed feelings on it. I always feel like it's a really good thing to bring people together and collaborate and, and come to together to uplift a cause and yeah. it creates community and it creates connection and love. Mm. Um, I also, yeah, I don't know if, I think 
yeah, I'm not going to go into it, but it's just mm. a personal view yeah. of how, yeah, how um, thoughts and what we actually put into society, into like the public yep. light mm. of consciousness actually impacts yeah. how big a problem it is as well. So, yeah. you know, focusing more on uh, the outcome being cancer opposed to focusing more on how we can change the lifestyle so that mm. this isn't a cause. So it's like just flipping the whole polarity of how we create change and yeah. create support around these illnesses and diseases. Yeah. But right. I also, I just love seeing people come together and raise yeah. money and it's not, for me, there's no malice about how much goes to the cause in that mm. kind of thing. You know, I understand people are putting in a lot of work and that that's, yeah. that's a value in itself. Yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah, um, and I think you know, like any in anything at all, like raising awareness um, for it and, and creating support in, in any way, I think is always a positive thing, you know. Yeah, of course. Um, and sometimes I think some of the these um, things they, they create, they they become a bit surface, and like and people get into them and they start posting things on Facebook, and I think they don't even they don't really look into what it's actually supporting. Yeah. Like they're not actually aware, which is sort of like one thing. It's like. It's cool to create awareness, but also like understanding what you're actually doing is probably, I, think, I feel it's pretty important. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah, so um, the next thing is beer review. Okay. So, yeah, um, so this week we've got um, Six Strings, a beer from Central Coast. So it's a red, it's a dark red IPA. Um, we've, got, I've, we've got a friend who um, trains at CrossFit, at CrossFit, and he actually is one of the owners um, from... Uh, six strings, and he said so he recommended it. Um, I was I was leaning towards the tropical ale, but he assured me that we we go with the the red ale. Um, he said that um, women seem to like the, the red ale. However, it's six percent. Oh, it's a strong one. Um, in past episodes, we've just sort of had a sip and we've gone, yeah, this is cool. Like it tastes good or whatever. So I actually thought I'd um, create a little bit more depth to this this um, beer review, and I've actually we're going to actually do a score on it. Um, so firstly, uh, I'll just tell you a bit about beer. Um, it's from the Central Coast. Uh, one of my mates started it in 2012, and he was actually telling me that when they launched in 2012, um, there was around 400 microbreweries in Australia, and today you're saying that there's over 2,000 oh in gosh, Australia. Yeah. So it's just like taking off. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, anyone who's thinking about starting a microbrewery. Think that market's well and truly tapped. Said <laughs> um, pun as well, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, all right, and yeah, so they're, they're this six pack. I checked on um, I, the bottle shop I went to was actually like really expensive, um, so I don't want to go off that price. So I went on um, uh, Dan Murphy's website. Yeah. $25.99 for a six pack of this. So <laughs> I don't drink beer. Well, that's like for me, that seems like probably the top end of um, micro, yeah, of, uh, okay, like micro. boutique beers, you know. Yeah. Um, 88 for a card. It's a good stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the description on actually on the James, uh, sorry, the Dan Murphy's um, website, it's loosely based on the West Coast American style red ale. This IPA is dangerously flavoured, holding its 6% um, ABV. Uh, well, a medium to high body beer, a low carbonated uh, carbonation, giving it fuller mouth feel. Um, a must for the discerning craft beer drinker. Does it mean anything to you? Um, <laughs> does it mean it means a lot to me? <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. All right, so let's um, let's go through these different things. So the first thing when we so I actually did a bit of research to find out how to research a beer, how to um, review a beer, and the first thing we need to look at is the appearance. So we've got some glasses. Have you got a glass? Yeah. I've got a glass. Cool. All right, let's have a look and just to see if it looks like a good beer. So I think we're probably going to cop some flat flack about how we pour these beers because. A proper beer drinker. I think you need to angle it, and it's all—it's all about the head. Are and, we comparing? Yeah. Well, I think we're looking at the colour. I'm saying does it look, does it look tasty? It does look tasty. Actually, it actually does, it's got it? a beautiful amber Especially colour. Especially on this hot day. What? How hot do you reckon it is today? Twenty-eight. Twenty-eight. Yeah. It feels like it's about twenty-eight degrees today. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty warm, especially. And yeah. I think most of the people we are talking to are probably in like forty-five degrees at the yeah, moment. Yeah, that's true. So it's so. nice and cool over here. Yeah, bless. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it looks looks like a good beer. So um, out of let's rate this out of five, Sal. Each each. Um, I think the appearance. I think it looks amazing. It's a good one, isn't it's it? Beautiful. I, I agree. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna give it. So what are you going to give it out of five? Four point five. Okay. Yeah. 
So I'm going to create tally something. I'm going to give it a four because um, that's just what I do. Aroma. So mm, it smells really good. It smells good, eh? Like, yeah. Fruity. Florally. Florally. <laughs> it smells a bit florally. <laughs> yeah. Um, out it's of, actually really, yeah, it yeah. smells good. So I'm going to go four. Four, yeah. I'm going to go four again because, yeah, it smells great. Mm. Smell really the feel in your mouth. Yeah, so the experience, yeah. So how it feels <laughs> in your mouth, yeah. It's not too, like, it's not too, um, it's very smooth. Or yeah. Or it goes down pretty easy. Yeah. Mm. So and it doesn't have any kind of aftertaste. Yeah. 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 I can burn or anything like no. that. No. Yeah. So what would you say? Uh, three point five. Three point five. Uh, I'm gonna go with a experience. Let me have another experience. It's easy to drink. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna go another four. I'm sticking four. Mm. It's pretty. It's pretty good. That's consistent, aren't you? The flavour. It's pretty strong, isn't it? It like, is. It's like a bit yeah. I like. I like it. Uh, I like the flavour. I feel it's strong, but it's also, it's got yeah, it's got a lot of a lot that comes out in the palate. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. So, I can, it's, but it's, it's it's almost like like really quite intense, but it's just not too too intense. No. You know, it's like just perfect. Yeah. I, I don't know how which, how do you reckon you go? Do you drink a lot of beer? Uh, I don't no, drink so, a lot of beer, but if, you if I, on a summer's afternoon, this yeah. is perfect. I probably wouldn't be able to do too much with the six percent thing, but it's, yeah, a, it's a nice ale. I'd probably only do one or two. Or it'd be done. <laughs> half a beer. Yeah. By the end of this, I'll be rolling. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, flavor. I think it's pretty um, good. Four. Four. Yeah. I'm gonna go. Yes. It's old. It's good. I'm gonna go for it. I'm happy for price now. Price wise, I'm gonna. I'll, I'll, I'm gonna go with two because <laughs> it's quite expensive. Um, well, it got, it, you brought it for me, so <laughs> I'm gonna go with five. <laughs> That's a good point. All right, five. Um, overall value, what do you reckon? I, I'm gonna go four. Four. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna be a little bit more critical, I think, and I'm gonna yeah. go um, just because of price. I'm gonna go three point five. All right. And everyone needs room for improvement too. Yeah. So, so overall, out of 30, you scored them at 25, and I yeah. scored them at 21.5. Oh, yeah, it's good. Cheers. Yeah, cheers. Thanks, um, thanks, Adam. Hope you um, fix me up for those beers. <laughs> 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 cool. All right. So uh, yeah, next, our next um, segment is Stillbook. So we had a chat to Sal. Um, I sorry, I went into Sal's Facebook and had a bit of a look about um, at her photos. Came up with a few which I feel best describe sort of her character or get a, get a, an idea of what she um, what she's about yeah <laughs> first one Sal um, so I, I noticed you did a lot of you do a lot of yoga that's all I saw, I saw so much yoga on your thing and, then, yeah. and this one here I saw it was like really bright colorful you look happy and then you had there's a comment on there that it's quite nice you said this girl this lady loves makes me laugh and I love her or something so yeah just sort of ask about this photo. Sure, um, so this photo was taken in Bali. I was actually um, co-teaching co on this retreat, mm -hmm. but the woman in the photo is one of my first teachers who taught me the art of the feminine, who taught me all the womb work. Um, Jade practices a lot about Tantra and Kundalini, and um, yeah, she's just so humble, so beautiful, um, so hilariously funny yeah. that I just in enjoy her and this, um, this photo was taken as that part of the retreat for the women as they gave them an experience to kind of dress dress up, feel beautiful and get their photo taken. And I always resist dressing up as well. So um, got me in a sari, which is not normally how I get around. Right. And we were just having fun on the beach and, yeah. you know, having, having a laugh. So, cool. yeah, it's, it's just been a very pivotal part of my um, journey in life. Mm -hmm. So it, it's quite a depth photo that you, you pulled it out. Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, cool. Um, and where's she from? She's an Australian woman, but right. she um, moved to Bali. Okay. And, yeah, became, yeah, ha she's got an amazing story anyway, and now she is over in, oh my gosh, I just blanked, India. So mm -hmm. she's living in India now. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right, and, and is that, um, you, is it, so is this when you began yoga? Or uh, no, I began yoga before, um, mm. but it was more... The yoga that I experienced was more on a, um, a physical level and it kind of was more moving through the motions of the body and um, 
when I met Nicole, it was more going into the energetics of it all and really like going into the feminine aspects of yoga, which right. are not so much taught in in prominent yoga culture right. as well. And so it's a lot more about the sacred art of like sound and um, sacred geometry and so you, like philosophy, would you philosophy say? as right. well. Yeah. So yeah, merging on that kind of thing. So mm. cool. yeah, yeah. So yeah, so I'd say that. It was, a deep, it was deepening into real yoga for you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, right. So, um, yeah, so that photo, I think, we, we actually had a chat about these photos before. And um, I think they're both at two ends of the spectrum. Yeah, sounds like. totally. <laughs> <laughs> and so th this one. So this one yes. is me being in my ultra-masculine push, 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 <laughs> don't stop. And it was taken after my first four-week swing mm -hmm. on Barrow Island. Okay. Um, I was so exhausted and like so, so exhausted from doing four weeks and just refused to rest. Right. <clears throat> and I was um, down southwest Australia mountain biking and following someone really closely on a pathway. Yeah. And they stopped and veered off before taking a jump and I didn't have time. I hesitated right. and I didn't have time to pull out of the jump. So I, I hit a jump that. but I don't remember anything. I just completely <sighs> concussed myself and came through in the hospital. Um, yeah, but I guess it was it was you know that full polarity of me not stopping and and being an ultra ultra like do 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 mm -hmm. do do until the point of the exhaustion and I just had to stop. Yeah, okay. Yeah, um, I, I like that photo. Cause yeah, you're still smiling. Yeah. Uh, do you know what the funniest thing is? That was actually before it started swelling. Oh right. And when it swelled, I swear I looked like Captain America, and I used to, the kids would like run from me when they saw me on the street. Really. Oh, but gosh. yeah. It, it, yeah, it healed well, though. It did. Yeah. I had homeopathics in my bag for some reason. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, it's um a natural. Oh, like those little um sugar pills yeah, with energy in them. Yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. So I took it straight. So yeah, that explains that. So that's that one. Yeah, that um yeah, it sort of gives you a bit of an idea of cell. Yeah. <laughs> little cool. insight. Um. All right. So, are uh, you was that the construction phase of Barrow that you were? Yeah, it was. Yeah. What do you yeah. think about it? Because I've interviewed a lot of guys, well, not a lot of guys, but I've spoke to a lot of guys and interviewed a few from Barra, and I've heard, like, complete opposites. Yeah. I really struggled on Barrow Island. Um, I was in the cleaning department there, and it was it was massively exhausting. Right. Um, we, yeah, we, it was just a really physical job, and you were under a lot of stress to turn over rooms too. So... Yeah, I was there a lot of pressure from like management and stuff? Yeah, a lot of pressure from management and self like self inflicted pressure as well to which mm. you know, to achieve goals and, and make sure that everything's done so that no one else has to pick that up. Yeah. But it was also we transitioning into a new phase of like it was the start of construction, so everything okay. is a bit um, a bit harder and you know, I think it's just it's just a lot to push yourself for that long for for 28 days on on a site as well and I found Barrow very isolating. Mm -hmm. um, I found that being a, that it was a site where I actually found being a woman the hardest. Like I felt, and I don't like to go into it because it was only on Barrow that I really experienced this. It's just, mm -hmm. you know, the feeling of not being able to go anywhere without being looked at, mm -hmm. you know, without having eyes on you. You'd have to walk past the wet mess and you'd always have eyes on you. You'd be in the gym, you'd have eyes on you. You'd be eating your breakfast over your cereal and someone would be looking at you. Yeah, right. And, um, you know, like there's so many positives to, to FIFO and I, yeah. this other sites I've been on, like I never experienced it, but I just, it just, yeah, that yeah. site well, that, for that's some reason. I was going to ask, yeah, like yeah. you've been on many other projects. I've yeah. On, so yeah. It's not like you just had one experience and like, oh, this is yeah, so I don't know if that was just like more to the fact of construction that it was like that or, yeah. um, you know, what it was. But, it, yeah, it just made, it made I was very guarded, yeah. you know, and it's like yeah. I felt like I, I'm a very open person and I'm very, you know, talkative generally and, yeah. you know, like to involve people. But there I just felt like I had to have my guard up consistently. Yeah, right. yeah. Um, yeah. You know, so, I've, I've had, um, you're the third person I've actually interviewed. That worked on Barrow, yeah, and yeah, and plus I've heard from other people in the construction phase. I've heard like I just sense there's a, there's a bit of like a negative feeling, yeah. you know, a bit of bad energy. Whereas like, I've got a, I interviewed another guy, and he works now on Barrow, like yeah, in, um, in like what's he do maintenance, I suppose, and 
he's like really happy and really enjoys it. So I don't know if there's maybe you know completely two different. There's two different. There's. I went to the second camp, the production camp right. after that, which mm-hmm. was um, really good. Like right. it was a good experience at Barrow Island. Okay. It was more the construction camp that mm-hmm. um, had a different energy to it as well. Yeah. But saying that, they had such amazing facilities on that. On that, oh, you know, yeah. um, the gyms there were amazing. Like mm-hmm. the boot camps they used to run were great, and they'd have, you know, I think they got up to like having a hundred people running in these amazing, like these boot camps, wow. and That's you know. Yeah. That's a good participation rate. It's an amazing participation rate. Yeah. So they had a lot going on. Like they had 25 minute, meter, minute, meter lap pools and, yeah. you know, mountain bikes you could take around. Okay. And so the facilities were good. It was just, I think, the energy of, of coming into that place as well and just the exhaustion of, of doing construction. Yeah. And it was a big roster, I think. And there's a lot yeah. of traveling for a lot of guys. Eh? Yeah. So yeah. I was on 28 7. Yeah. Yeah. That's intense. Eh? Yeah. But for the other guys as well, and you know, people miss their family and they miss their lives. And mm. Yeah, it's just it's a lot of pressure yeah. for a lot of people. Yeah, and I suppose yeah, a lot of people probably aren't themselves also, which like you know, there's all sorts of clashes because of people's behaviour and their yeah, acting is just out of character and stuff. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. So, what's in your your time in Python? What's your most memorable experience? Um, I think it's more experiences, and it's more just seeing how community comes together like I I just feel it's really beautiful because it's you know you become you especially you know being in the yoga scene or something it's like you don't get to choose who you go into these places with you don't get to choose who you're working with it's generally people that I wouldn't you know wouldn't go out of my way to spend time with but I found the most beautiful people in in the mining industry like I've seeing people come together and like show so much love, support, understanding, compassion, you know, all of these elements that are the mm-hmm. key indicators of humanity. And yep. I don't feel like I could have ever experienced that if I wasn't put into a FIFO situation. Okay, the environment, yeah. The environment. Like and struggling together almost. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it cracks you until it cracks the goodness out of people, right, you know, yeah. and it's, you have days where you're absolutely, you're, absolutely shit like you're at your worst and people will still understand and you know still show up with you and they understand that and you'll have days where you're your best and it's just like this whole building like a comradeship and a family almost Mm. because that's what you have to do to survive yeah yes yeah it's a a common pattern that i've noticed in everyone i've interviewed pretty much almost like I'd say 90% of the people that I ask this question and a question similar is the answer and response is like the guys or, you know, mm. the, yeah, the environment of the dudes, you know, like or how people pull together in a, in a bad situation and that sort of thing. So I think it's probably one thing that, yeah, seems to um, show up a lot in five yeah. times the people you work with. Yeah, and you laugh a lot. Mm. And like you laugh at just ridiculous stuff because it's, you know, the... Yeah. It's such tedious work sometimes that, you know, your creativity, your imagination and your yeah. way you connect is, is just like, it's so much more authentic and easy. Yeah, I think some of the humour is just brilliant, it's isn't great. it? Like some of the yeah. stuff that people come up with is just absolutely like classic. It yeah. is, yeah. So, yeah, no, I really agree, strongly agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, now, you worked uh, as yoga instructor, a trades assistant yeah. and a cleaner. Mm-hmm. Um, Tell us, could you tell us a bit about um, like working as a yoga instructor in Firefest? Sure. This is a, I've actually, you know, I think you're the first person I've met who's a yoga instructor in Firefest, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. So it, the job kind of just landed on my lap. Um, yeah. The way, because I moved to Bali, I took time off FIFO and I moved to Bali and I was working there. And um, when I came back to Australia, I, I had a call to go back to Barrow Island. I was like, mm. oh my God, I don't want to go back to Barrow, but I'm yeah. going to go back to Barrow. And when I got to Australia, the job fell through. And so I was like, okay, you know, something else will turn up, something mm. else better will turn up. And yeah. a friend so rang did me. Did that feel like a clear sign when it fell through? You're just like, I wasn't supposed to go back. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Not going back to, I probably was banned. No. Um, but, yeah, so a friend, she got offered the job as, uh, like, just as a, a yoga teacher to go up and do um, intensive yoga workshops and things. And so I took that job and it was amazing. Um the people took to it so well, like it, it was really beautiful and I could understand, um, you know, how important that is for people's mental health and the ability just to be in a space where they could expand, mm-hmm. slow down, soft, 
soften, breathe, and just you know decompress after such a stressful and like highly, highly intense day. Um, I have beautiful experiences where you know people will be opening, you know, them be opening and crying and be able to express emotion with me as well. And yeah. you know, for me, that just made everything, everything worthwhile. Um, mm. And I just feel super, super privileged to to be able to have you know had that opportunity to connect with people and not connect with people, but allow people to really like connect with themselves okay. as well. So yeah. um, it was beautiful. I loved it. It was very nourishing for me to be able to teach up there. And, um, you know, I feel like it's a place where people get a lot from it. And, mm. you know, it was really hard for me to leave um, my, a lot of the people who had been practicing with me there for two years, you know, when yeah. I was on the site. And, um, yeah, it was it, yeah, it, it was, it's always beautiful to like share yeah. something like yoga with people and allow them space to drop yeah. into themselves. And yeah. it did, you know, obviously there was a lot more men out the pub drinking beer, but yeah. there was a few people that were really committed to it and really benefited and benefited. Yeah. yeah. I suppose you were like um, in charge or I suppose running some people's outlet really, weren't you? Like yeah, I think I was just holding, allowing a space for people yeah. just to come and like, you know, experience. Uh, experience a place of just you know non-judgment and mm -hmm. and and softening to look within yeah and how many um classes were you running a day when i first started i was doing three um and then it dropped to two and then i just started doing one, one a day okay yeah in the end is that a construction job or maintenance like no it was a production production, production processing yeah, yeah. okay and just, do they still run um, yoga and stuff? Like that? I don't know. I think when I went, like, I don't know if they replaced me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Um, and what I did, I knew that, like, when I went up there, I was a full-time yoga teacher, and I was like, oh, this isn't going to last. And I preferred, you know, rather than a contract, I preferred permanency and security. So I asked for a different, I, you know, negotiated a different role. So okay. I went into a split role. Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah. And do you know, is this a common thing for yoga instructors to work in Firefly? There is quite a few yoga instructors now. Um, I think Wheatstone oh, yeah. have got primary, they've just got a yoga department. Oh, cool. And I think they get around 50 people, you know, turning up at the classes each night. Yeah. Um, and a lot of the, the active lifestyle coaches, the ALCs, mm -hmm. so um, for our audiences, they're, they're, you know, like the personal trainers, they're generally multi-skilled, so occasionally you'll get one who is actually, you know, a yoga instructor and they'll they'll be running yoga there as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I think it's very rare just to be a yoga teacher. Solely, yeah. 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 I suppose you need a lot of um, big following people. Yeah. yeah. And what sort of ratio of men and women? It was mainly men, so I'd say it was 75% men, 25% women in the classes. Yeah. And yeah. did you see them improve a lot? I did. Yeah. 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 Cool. I did. And... Um, yeah, just in, in yeah, I you get to know people and you get to see shifts in their lives and right. people come and go and yeah. yeah. Nice. Um, and so you, with your experience, what you sort of touched on it, I, I suppose a little bit, but what would you say for you the most positive thing or the best thing about Pipe is? Uh, the people, you yeah. know, it's like it's community, yeah. and it's like I never thought that I'd sit there and just look at everyone and just have like such a profound experience of love for everyone that you know is around you and mm. yeah so it's just it's it's seeing humanity at its rawest mm. and being able to see so much beauty in that in places that you wouldn't expect to see it or yeah, I wouldn't gotcha. expect to see it uh -huh. um, yeah so that for me that was the best thing you know other things is the lifestyle that allows you know the freedom that it gave me, the ability to go and do trainings, um, <clears throat> you know, the opportunities that, that 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 lifestyle and you know that income and the ability not to have to pay outgoings yeah. gave me as well. But it, it, for me, it was definitely hands down that experience of, of community. Mm -hmm. uh, um, and being a woman working in FIFO, how, um, how do you feel about that? Like, tell me experiences yeah. I know you said that um, Barra wasn't the best experience yeah um, um, so it's I feel like it's not as challenging as most women would think mm -hmm. but the way that I view life mm -hmm. and the way that I view being a woman it directly 
being in FIFA industry directly conflicts with that for me. Okay. So I don't, you know, my personal belief is a woman's not designed to work 12 hours a day and push and push and push until exhaustion. Like I, I just feel that there's a different way that we should be doing life and, you know, that takes away my personal life force and, like, my creativity and, yeah. you know, that expression that, that, that I believe is a woman. Um, so my main issue with that was, like, I was a woman but I wasn't able to be in that softness in – I didn't feel authentic mm. in being in that environment and I was burning out and, you know, I had massive, like, burnout and exhaustion. Mm. Um, I also would – polarise into acting like a man. Like I, I understood that I'd just become like a blokey yep. and be like, oh, you know, and that was my way of, you know, protecting myself right, as well. As yeah, it was my guard. I'd yep. become blokey and matey and all of that, which is fun, but it's it it's not really, you know, who I am. Okay, yeah. Um, so I guess it was like there was an inauthenticity of, of what I really truly feel is my truth as a woman mm-hmm. and working in that industry. Yeah, right. Yeah. And so, um, and like, I suppose like in the cleaning, it's female dominant. Mm-hmm. So it's a little bit different. Yoga instructing is completely different. When I was doing TA trade assistant work, yeah. it was um, very much like I had to compete. It was when I was a lot younger mm-hmm. and I had to compete. Like I was in competition with the boys and, yeah, you know, yeah. there was a different element and, you know, the whole like, oh, you know, how did you get your job? You know, all that kind of stuff yeah, thrown at right. you. Uh-huh. So that was very much um, an interesting, uh, interesting experience. Mm-hmm. But for me, it was like a, it was like it was like a game. Like yeah. you know, I was playing a character and mm-hmm. you know trying to adapt to that situation the best I could. Yeah. Okay. And I felt like I could adapt very well in those situations. Right. So. Yeah. And did you, like, you, you did it for, like, around sort of seven years on and off? Yeah. Did you feel like there was, a like, a large period of that where you sort of didn't recognise, like, these things? Like um, I feel when I was younger, definitely. Um, mm. When did I start to recognise it? would have been after I'd gone to, taken two years off, lived in Bali and, and started practising, like, more into the femininity mm-hmm. aspects of yoga and understanding or my personal understanding of, of what it is to be a woman in society and really looking into, um, you know, more hormones and experiencing fatigue and understanding, like, I would, you know, adrenal overburn and things mm-hmm. like that. So it was more when I started understanding about, yeah, feminine yoga or, or, or that aspect of the tantric style of masculine fem- feminine polarity. Yeah. And that shifted the way I viewed how I showed up in this world. Okay, yeah. Right. And do you feel that it's like for, for a woman doing FIFO, um, a female doing FIFO, would you say that it's sort of it's possible to be in that environment and not have that not have those effects or is it it's just because it, it is like no matter which way you look at it regardless of any mm. where you're like what would you say less than ten percent of females working in the industry or 20, 10, uh, yeah. 20%, 10%. So you, 10? you are numbered like massively yeah. regardless. Yeah. I feel like um, in a way there's ways that you can keep your femininity and like, you know, keep that softness and manage manage it. But mm-hmm. doing 12-hour days, I think for anyone, like mm-hmm. and especially women, I just feel like it's such a push mentality. Yeah. You know, and it's uh, like I, I don't, I don't know. I just don't, personally, I don't feel it's in alignment with, with, you know, that's my personal. Yeah, of I'm, course, I'm yeah. very yeah biased on that subject because yeah. of my own experience of burnout and exhaustion, and yeah. you know, having to push myself so hard every swing that you like end up having accidents after it. Mm. So yeah, of course. There's definitely ways that you can still stay in touch with like who you are and how you show up in the world, mm-hmm. in in the mining environment. And that's just, you know, being true to yourself. But I do yeah. feel like um, a lot of women out there would probably, you know, potentially struggle with that as well. Mm-hmm. And um, for, like, being in this environment, would you, say, would you say it sort of just creates, like, an internal conflict? Or like, um, I, can't, I suppose I can't speak for anyone yeah. else. Um, 
but for me it was internal conflict mm. and you know I feel like I'm going to go, probably go on to a question that you're going to ask me later anyway so mm. I might roll yeah, it sure. um, but you know I feel like part of my you know my what I'm meant to be here to share and teach is actually the art of, of femininity and actually being softer and surrendering into that mm. and you know hoping to eventually create a paradigm or a world where we where we don't have to go and slog ourselves out like you yeah. know to 12 hour days to be able to feel safe to survive and so I guess it was my my journey of learning and understanding that and seeing how you know that constant push and that constant drive and that constant willingness to want to be something or get somewhere is actually conflicting with my own internal compass which is actually like I'm just enough by being like mm -hmm. I just believe there's a different state like behind it it's like an identity yeah. was shaped for me and it was like I was giving my safety away or creating safety to an external indicator which is a job okay. rather yeah. than having an internal compass and having that safety always being there right. and you know I do truly believe that we can be abundant you know in different ways by not having to go and drain our life force by working hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and, mm -hmm. and how depleting that is on the feminine mind. Yeah. Uh, on, you know, on women who are here more to, you know, be nurturers, to be women, mm -hmm. you know, to give birth, to be mother, you know, all that kind yeah. of aspect as well, to be mothers, to be lovers, to be part of that, that, that family. And mm -hmm. even the constant to and fro throw just felt like it was so against what I, you know, I really believe want as a woman and it's like to be grounded, to be nurturing, to be loving, to be, you know, feminine and to be mother, all of those things are mm -hmm. so important to me. And I felt the longer I stayed on the, the mind science, mm -hmm. that would never be a possibility. Yeah, okay. You yeah. know, it was like I was taking myself away from the possibility of family, of love, of, of you know, a purpose where it, it shifts a paradigm. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. It makes sense. And I suppose what in your R&Rs and your breaks and when you were studying, like, philosophy of yoga and this sort of stuff you've seen glimpses of like power life would be if you weren't like, yeah I suppose. yeah and I think for me it was just making the jump because it was like well I'm never going to what I truly want you mm. know is 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 that it's like you know being in my feminine being in a community like being in that place of like lovingness and nurturing and and it just wasn't going to happen mm. where I was mm -hmm. it was there was no potential for it yeah. so it's like I, I was so upset when I left my mind side. Like I loved my mind mm -hmm. and I loved the people on it. Like and it was yeah. it was a big decision for me, but I also felt like I was taking myself further away from what I truly wanted by mm -hmm. being there. Yeah. I think actually you just um, touched on made me think about something that I think is so important that a lot of people don't realise. A lot of guys go to, to start I find guys and girls start five thirty two get cash, create capital yeah. for, you know, like some sort of drop job or, or no, sorry, sorry, not job, like a business idea yeah. or have something they want to do with it. But what people don't realise, I think, is sometimes creating capital for this idea that you have is the least important thing. Yeah. If, you're, if you believe in something, like genuinely believe yeah. in it and you have, like, create a good plan, like investors will be happy to throw cash in. Yeah. You can show clearly that it's going to do well and yeah. succeed. That's, like, that's more important than having the cash. And I think being away... Um, can limit the, you being exposed to possibilities yes. of, of something that could happen. You know, like a, an example is um, I went for a surf a few, maybe last week, and I was in the surf, started chatting to a guy who was there. There's no way I'd be, you know, be having a surf if I was on a, on a, um, in a five-foot camp. Yeah. But I um, started chatting to this guy, and we, we started getting on, and like we were talking about you know what, what he does, what I do, and we ended up going to breakfast together, having a chat. And, yeah. Um, he had a lot of experience in a few things that you know areas that I'm interested in, and actually um, we spoke about Fit for FIFO as well, and yeah. he gave me a lot of like really good advice, and and um you know it led to something, and, and now we're like we're still mates and we're chatting, yeah. and and that I just think although there is possibilities to meet people, other really cool people, and, and people give you advice and ideas in FIFO, I think you're limiting your possibilities yeah. massively, aren't you? Yeah. To like staying in it like long term on these heavy like four or one losses yeah. and stuff, you know maybe. Not so much even time or something, maybe it's a bit different, but this is just something that I think a lot of people never even consider. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Mm. I really do. And I think it's um it's a trap as well and um 
it's like, I'll just get a bit more, I'll just get a bit more, I'll get a bit more. And then it's like, you never get there as well. And it's, you yeah. know, it's a sabotage of actually taking you away from what you truly want. Of course, you know? yeah. Especially if you don't define what that is for you. Yeah. Like, that's probably one of the biggest traps when yeah. guys don't have any sort of um, goal, like a set goal, like a financial goal yeah. or even a time limit goal. Because if, if there's no definition, it just keeps on changing the goalposts and back every, yeah. every time you reach a new milestone. You know? Yeah. Um, so back to um, like working as a um, in VIFO as a female. Is do you have any advice for girls or, or like I know resources or even books that might help them explore these things you, you sort of talk about? Um. So probably advice is just to be true to yourself, and you know if it's if it's working for you and it's honestly, you know, working for you at that stage of your life, then you know that is your truth, but. If it's not and if you feel like you can't leave, then just trust that if you do leave and follow what you need to do, that the, you know, that it will be okay, mm -hmm. you know, that everything will be okay. Um, books I'd recommend, gosh. Um, anything that's to do really with um, the Tantra or looking at the polarities of masculine and femininity, um, I'm very much into, into womb work. Um, so Womb Wisdom was a really amazing book that I read. Mm. Um, and is, is this pretty like deep reading, would you say? Uh, it's, it's deep reading, but mm. for a female it's easy because yeah. it's, it's, it's like um, you, you understand yeah. it. It's a good book to get an understanding of self and um, an exploration of yourself as, as a female, if that's something that interests you as well. And mm -hmm. yeah. Would you yeah. say, would, would um, men be interested in these books at all? Uh, not wound wisdom, but anything in tantra, definitely. Tantra, yeah. yeah, so like Osho is like, Osho is, is probably a bit more deep reading. Mm -hmm. um, there's a woman called Diane Richardson who who wrote a book and it's called Tantric Orgasm for Women and it's a really um, amazing book to understand the polarities of masculine and feminine and it goes into all the, mm -hmm. the aspects of, um, yeah, not not over-pushing yourself and what kind of impact that has on your, your physiology and... Yeah. There's also um, an amazing pod, a few podcasts that I've listened to as well, and the guy who wrote the book, um, Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus. Oh, yeah. So cool. he's done um, a re some really amazing podcasts, and it talks a lot about the um, endocrinology or the, the hormone, hormonal impact of um, behaviour. Mm. So even the way that we act, if we act in our masculine as a woman, then it's going to increase... <clears throat> Um, I'm not 100% sure on it, but it will increase testosterone in our body. Right. And if you're in a relationship with someone and you're in your masculine and you've got so much testosterone and they've got so much testosterone, then there's no polarity and it's, right. it actually impacts the, the relationship as well. Makes sense, yeah. So there's a few things as well and um, how being in that feminine state, it, yeah, it's just, you know, how that how that works in relationship too and, mm -hmm. and harmonising relationship. Yeah. So I just found that interesting as well, like, because I... I've seen it play out, yeah. But just to have the physiological kind of background of, you know, how that behaviour. Yeah, understands it at a yeah. deeper level. Yeah. Sort of helps you. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. And I think that's important. Um, maybe think about like working in FIFO and and these sort of institutionalised jobs. Yeah. Um, I think it takes away like because it, the way to think of it, the way I think about it, is everything's so structured and systemed. It's great for productivity. Yeah. But when it comes to creativity it takes that ability away like and it even I feel like if you're exposed to it so much you begin to lose the ability yeah. of free thinking and which is like so important you know for yeah. us to like for our own character and stuff yeah you know? yeah so I think it's it's really important isn't it, to have like a creative outlet yeah when definitely. you even you know when you're staying in five or if you, you know and consider that even things like I think even coming home and cooking your own meal make yeah. preparing your own meal and stuff things like that just yeah yeah, I definitely can't cook anymore. <laughs> it's gone out the window. Yeah. <laughs> Seven years in FIFO. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, yeah, so now you're actually completely done with FIFO? I'm never going to say never. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, because there is so much beauty in it, but I, I hope I don't go back. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Um, it makes me it makes me want to cry to think about going yeah, back. So, yeah. yeah. Um, and what are you doing now? Um, at the moment, I'm working retail, but I'm also starting to teach Kundalini Yoga. And, okay. Yeah. yeah. So just slowly, I've got a few other projects um, up and going. Mm -hmm. um, one is just like a, a movement that a friend and I have kind of just birthed, and mm -hmm. it's, it's working with, you know, 
using t-shirts but it's mainly education it's called the holy horse and it's um about what it is to be a woman um it's about you know healthy embodiment of sexuality healthy embodiment of sensuality um femininity um looking at women and you know bringing that that reclamation of, of of self coming back to why you know what it is to be a woman and um yeah, take, taking that kind of inner, internal yeah. power back yeah. and grace back and beauty back and, yeah, self-love, all that kind of stuff. Right. It's the first thing I was thinking is, like, it sounds like you're, you're quite passionate about it and, and it's very bold, like, the, the, the name. name, you know. I it's know. like, it's like, this is what we're doing, yeah. you know, and this is what we're about. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's, it's a, I suppose it's a, I think it sounds like something that could have quite an impact. Yeah. So um, traditionally the word whore, like the etymology Mm. of it as well, and I love looking at the etymology of the words as well. Um, Whore means sacred sacred cave, sacred sacred temple. Right. So it's like there was an element of the sacredness in in the word and Mm. that kind of just got, became derogatory. Really, yeah. So it's like a reclamation of that word as well and um, reclaiming, you know, that that essence of ourselves as self as women. Yep. Yeah. Oh, well, so yeah, yeah, it is. There's, it, a deep, there's a lot deeper meaning to the, the name of it. Yeah, and, definitely. Cool. And what? And so you said you're starting off um, t-shirts. Yeah. So we're starting with t-shirts. So it's just been like a vision we've had for the last couple of years, and we don't, didn't really know um, how it was going to evolve. But mm-hmm. it's always felt like it was a movement for women, mm-hmm. um, and a movement that was beyond myself and Sigourney, who's um, who's my partner in it. Right. Um, so we're just starting with t-shirts because it's like for us it's more about getting the message out Take and, yeah and mm. we'll just start building social media and creating a platform and um, we want to make it as collaborative as possible and yeah. hopefully doing table books and stuff in the future but you yeah. know it's just a slow process of evolution yeah. to see what evolves out of it cool. and you just um, see how it goes and you just just yeah it's just it's just a love a love project really yeah. and it's um know something we we both both believe in and um yeah just bringing that beauty back into the aspect of feminine sensuality and Mm. yeah femininity back into the world in a healthy way yeah and i suppose it's a a good um way for you to sort of break away from having that such regimented systemized life of five and going to something like a creative side of life yeah it is but it's also i understand how great um, the structure is as well, like, you know, mm. that ability to have certain routine in your life so you can be creative. Mm. Like, I think there's a really fine balance. balance. Yeah. Definitely, yeah, 100% agree. Yeah, cool. Um, oh, well, thanks for sharing that, actually. It's, yeah, it's really good. Um, I think, yeah, a lot of what we covered and what you spoke about was um, some, it should definitely, like, make some people, consider, like, have a, have a think about, you know, what effects that, you know, could yeah. have on them and stuff. In, working in Firefly and stuff, so I yeah, appreciate you um, opening up and sharing that with us. Um, so is there any books? Um, oh, you've actually already, yeah. already said some books, haven't you? Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I'll just just to finish things off, we'll just uh, touch on a couple of questions mm. from um, Tribe of Mentors, okay, Tim Ferriss. So uh, I'll just pick one at random, actually. Um, oh, actually, this is a great one. I'd like to ask this one. Um, how has a failure in your life set you up later for success? How was a failure? On any level, like big or small? Um, I think for me it's always like, as I touched on it before, it's like a job fell through or something fell through. It's just knowing that like I always, if I go in with the the mindset, that it just means that something better is coming through or something more aligned is coming through. Yep. Um, then it really does. It's like because it's like failure for me, it's like a, men, a mentality of mm-hmm. like, One of my teachers um, is Yogi Bhajan and he talks about you can only be as successful, good at success as you are as good at failure. Like it's the same thing, just on a different polarity of experience. Yeah, and I think that that attitude also probably helps you accept the reality, you know, like when when you know that something else is going to be in. Yeah. That's the truth of everything. Yeah, and I don't like failing. Like it's still not, you know, it's not in my human nature, but it's just you, like I learn so much when... I'm hit with a place where I just, you know, I, I can't do it, mm. you know? Yeah. Because then you learn so much about your character and it's, you know, I might chuck the shits at not doing it, but then I can come back to it with another kind of mindset and move through it again. Yeah. So. Right, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's a good answer. Um, all right, what is the best um, investment you've made 
of $100 or less. $100 or less. I love buying Ford, buying like Coffee's Ford. So just like leaving money at the till. Oh, yeah. That's and, cool. And buying a Coffee Ford. Oh, cool. And yeah. like, I know it's not like an investment in that sense, but I I'd always feel it's an investment, you yeah, know, because yeah. it's like it gives me so much. Cool. To know that someone's going to get that. Yeah, right. And yeah. do you just do it and then and then leave, or do you ever have you ever waited around no, to see I, I leave. To, you leave? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's cool. I yeah, I've never had one bought for me. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, I don't do much. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, and what's an absurd or unusual habit or thing that you do that you love? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I want to tell people. Oh, okay. I can. <laughs> <laughs> the third thing that I love, mm. I love, I love terrible humor. Terrible humor. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, like I, I really, I think that's one of my favorite things about the mind science. It's like how inappropriate <laughs> you can be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I love inappropriate humor and um, like dark, ironic, satiric kind of humor. Mm -hmm. um, and I do. There's part of me that does like to try and shock people. Okay. You know? Yeah. 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 Oh, cool. No, I like yeah. that. Um, yeah, well, I think we've um, we've covered a lot there. So, yeah, thank you very much for um, coming on nice, and sharing um, everything you have. Yeah, yeah really thank appreciate you. It. Um, so, I've got your shirt. So, there's, um, this is the first Fit for Fire photo on this shirt. Oh, that's so exciting. <laughs> you wear it to the gym. I will wear it to the gym. Well, you can wear it wherever you like. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Thank um, you. Yeah, cool. No worries. Well, that's all um, for this episode. Is there, Do you have anything else you no, want to share? No, not at all. Just any yeah, tips? thanks for your time. Yeah, thanks. For no. Thank you. We've been trying to um, organise this one for a while. Yeah, it we have lined up. So yeah, finally lined up. So yeah, thanks yeah. again. No, I um, just, I just, you know, there's nothing wrong with FIFO, and it's like I think some yeah. people could give themselves a hard time for being in the industry. Yeah. And not wanting to be there, and you know, that was my personal experience. But you know, there's so many great things about FIFO. Of course, yeah. Um. Yeah, just making make sure that you look after yourself out there. Yeah, right. Yeah. And that's I think that's the probably one of the biggest things that I try and to what I'm trying to achieve um, from this is not to present a negative or, yeah. or a super positive, um, but just a really objective view yeah. on FIFO. Like I said, yeah. just sharing people's experiences so everyone knows what it's all about. Yeah, and, exactly. Yeah, just more understanding. Really. Yeah. So, yeah. Cool. Oh, and also it's like. One thing that really touches me is um, I see a lot of men go out there for their families mm -hmm. and being away from their children and how hard that is yeah. um, for them. And I just really appreciate, you know, like I really appreciate seeing that. Mm -hmm. um, it, it touches my heart deeply to see that as well. Sure. So, you know, like for the people who are doing it for their families as well, it's yeah. such, such a beautiful thing. Big commitment it is a big commitment and sacrifice. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Cool. All that's right. It. Well, that's all, yeah, for... Um, this week's episode so thanks for watching again and hope you enjoyed it uh, you can follow us on youtube facebook instagram and soon will be um, live on across all podcast platforms thank you